on this episode of the AIE podcast. The noobs are coming. It was a great summer set. STO on stale. Act quickly. Very quickly. <laughs> Lodestone is loaded with fun. And we are talking to ourselves. Shocker. To ourselves. We'll be talking to ourselves. Oh, sorry. We do that without being prompted, honestly. True. All that and more Gamers. coming up right now. Bringing you the latest news from the AIE gaming community from planet Earth and beyond. This is the AIE Podcast. Welcome to episode 306 of the podcast celebrating you, the Alea Eocta S gaming community. The Die Has Been Podcast. Greetings, gamers. This is Mucow. And to my left is Makala. Hey guys, there's a blueberry croissant bake in the guild kitchen. And to my virtual right is Tetsemi. She wrote, do not eat on the croissants. It's a crime against humanity. <laughs> At least they weren't homemade croissants. Yeah, that would just, I would ignore the note. <laughs> you would. <laughs> I would ignore the note. So yeah. I'll do that. Some, I'll make those sometime soon. So if it wasn't already evident, this week's going to be one of those host shows. When you leave Ooh. us to ourselves, we talk to ourselves. It's just That's just how it goes. We're gamers. It's kind of our default. Yep. Yep. So we'll be talking more to ourselves shortly. But first, let's go ahead and cover this week's news. A.I.E. News. All right, in streaming and guild podcast news, a Star Tour Escape Podcast 259, original trailer reaction show. This week on this episode, A.I.E. Sima, Max Gray, and Astromech EPC 259 play the original three trailers and react to the comments, including a dive into the Malgus origin and story arc leading up to the Sotor watch. And in Sotor, sorry? It was very good. If you haven't watched those three trailers, to. yeah, you need to watch the trailers and listen to the podcast. It was very well done. Awesome. And in uh, Skate Podcast uh, 260, The True Emperor, in this episode, Aesima, Max Gray, and Ashramech EPC 260 make the Malgus Circle complete by running the False Emperor Flashpoint, or True Emperor, from a certain point of view, much like the, the truths we cling to. <laughs> And in our upcoming streams, um, ESO mandatory um, ESN MSN mandatory fun night. I think so I know MFN. My God, I can't type. And Newbrid are both streaming this week. Uh, those are going to be primarily on the AIE podcast or the AIE stream. And I know Kidney's also streaming them on her personal stream as well, yeah, which will get hosted on the AIE stream. Correct. And for No Man's, and I think. Uh, Mew's going to dig into this a little bit later, or he can now as well. Uh, Destiny 2, the guild is in need of people getting into new max level and working towards the clan goals to get the new banner perks updated or upgrades. Yeah, we can talk more about that when we get into what we've been doing. Yeah, I know you've been playing a lot of it lately. When I'm not playing WoW, of course. Yep. All right. And in WoW news, are you new to raiding? Do you feel feel like you need to get your feet wet or just want to raid in a fun and friendly environment? Well, new braid starts up again October 6th. The only requirements are that you're at max level 
want to have fun and are willing to die over and over and over again. Oh yeah. And pick up Kinney issue floor tanks. If you're interested, talk to Dan Kinney for details. You can find her in game on discord or even Twitter. Just make sure you use the hashtag. Where's Kenny? On the floor. I know. <laughs> and in the running of the beef, 15 Zandalar forever. We will have Scion next week to talk about it, but the event is scheduled for October 21st at 2 p.m. Eastern time. And there is, if you hit the the link in the show notes, um, it's not, I don't, I don't want to say it's a requirement, but it's a um, different server and they want you at level 10 uh, so that they can actually get you into a raid group because if you're not level 10, you can't join a raid group. So, uh, take a look at the post for more information. And please remember to use the AIE LFO community to look for officers in game. There are notes on the front page of Umami. Um, and you can always ask in, in guild if you need it. It's in the guild message of the day when you log in, etc., etc. And a reminder to please use the raid recruitment channels in Discord to find raid teams. Now that more people are gearing up for 120, there are people looking for teams, teams looking for people. And don't forget, you can also use the general guild chat when you're looking for groups or raid people. So we're a very large guild. Don't be afraid to ask for people to join a group you're starting, um, you know, to go do a world boss, to go do a dungeon, to go run a mythic, to go raid, etc. That's why you're one of the re- many reasons to be in a guild. Exactly. Yep, there are tons of us lurking, most likely, and we'll gladly hop up and say, sure, I'll join you. Mm-hmm. All right. In ESO news, Mandatory Fun Night is still on on Fridays, 9 p.m. Eastern. The Somerset event to unlock a pet and then a mount and then a house has ended. AIE <laughs> did its part to get the achievement completed, um, more so, I would say, than a lot of uh, groups. Um, it essentially was exploring Somerset. That was literally the event. You had to go to, it's it's not quite as in-depth as the WoW Pathfinder stuff, but they just want you to go to certain you know Vista points and just kind of see things. One of which, however, required you to go a little bit into one of the quest lines to actually get to that unlock, but still, yeah, that oh, was no. interesting. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, the entire ESO community did hit the goal, so everyone that has bought uh, Somerset or buys it by, I think, October 7th, I believe is the cutoff, uh, will get access to this pet mount and house, so that's pretty cool. Uh, they are also planning on having plenty of items created for people to spend their money on. Um, on October 8th, they were releasing four Somerset High Elf style furniture packs in the Crown Store for purchase if people want to buy them to start furnishing that brand new Grand Sigic Villa. Sigic is how it, that word is spelled. It's really oh, cool. weird. Yeah. Or I should say it's not spelled, but said. Um, it's uh, now that that house is unlocked, they want to give you a reason to spend money since they gave it to you for free. Um, so they're coming out with four really interesting looking sets, um, which, you know, the, the High Elves kind of have a almost not quite Japanese, like a European Japanese look to them. It's kind of mm-hmm. interesting. Um, lots of uh, secure trees, but you know, with other kind of big castle stuff. So that's pretty cool. Nice. Uh, they are planning on having sets available for your parlor, uh, your kitchen and dining room, your bedroom and the bathroom. So that's pretty cool. Very cool. And speaking of things available uh, for sale, 
Uh, SDO, uh, 33% off lifetime sub sale going on now, um, literally now through 10 uh, 1, which is tomorrow at 10 p.m. 10 a.m. Pacific time. Also going on to that same time, 20% off sale, um, service sale. There is also an XP, it is also an XP bonus weekend. Great time to level ma- mains or alts. The Phoenix Price Pack is going is going on now. Um, but this one actually goes on a little longer until 10.5 at 10 a.m. Pacific time. Get a free Phoenix Price Pack um, at Dr- Drozana Station each day. You can buy more. You can buy more from the lithium store. This is a great way to stock up on gear tokens that cost no dilithium on use. And technically, the cost of the boxes from the lithium store for the boxes converted into these upgrade tokens ends this. That's a weird sentence. And technically, the cost of the boxes from the lithium store for the boxes converted over to these upgrade tokens ends up saving you dilithium compared to the regular upgrade token that used lithium in the upgrade process. <laughs> yes, Grebog put that into a spreadsheet at Chuck. He didn't, though, include the conversion rate on it. So you might want to just verify all that before you do that. Um, the fleet can always use more personnel and resources uh, for the fleet holdings. They're still making decent progress on the various holdings. But, of course, every bit helps. The Spire is closing up on Tier 2 Research Ring, which will unlock the better tactical consoles in the game for everyone. Operation Wing is also closing on getting its big Tier tier 2 project unlocked as well. And then once that is completed, they'll be able to uh, work on the overall Sphere Tier 2 project, which will unlock the fleet versions of the 100-day veteran ship. I think 1,000-day. 1,000-day veteran ships. Wow. Big time. See, see, you know, that's why we needed the spreadsheet for the conversion. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes, exactly. All right. And in for SWOTOR news, uh, this week was Republic side for Conquest. We hit the large goal yesterday. For MFN, we had a prep team start Scum and Villainy an hour beforehand so that as a 16-person team, they could finish it. The operation has seven bosses, and the prep team got the first five down. Special thanks for the idea goes out to Zen. Next week will be the Imperial side for Conquest. And patch 5.9.3 is also dropping this week with a new Hutball map and the start of a week of double XP and command XP. Thank you and welcome to all the new members that have joined the guild recently. We've had a ton join in the last month and want to say we're happy to have them. Also, keep an eye out on the SOTOR channel in AIE Discord for details regarding the next mega event, which is happening towards the end of October. Sounds exciting. Yep. All righty. And in Final Fantasy XIV news, a new patch has hit patch 4.4, Prelude in Violet. As the patch title suggests, it is prepping for the story for what's to come in the next expansion which should be announced at this year's FanFest, which is in November 15th through 17th. Uh, the patch's big features include, of course, new story, a new high-end uh, eight-player raid, uh, more uh, Alphascape stuff, uh, the fourth of the four Lord's Trials, uh, the Domen Enclave has been expanded, which is it's cool that every patch they, they go a little bit more, a little bit more, just because they're rebuilding the Enclave. It's kind of a big deal. Um, but uh, this time it looks like they're doing what looks like a, a traditional, I, I would say, a, you know, a, a Japanese looking um, lantern lighting ceremony. 
Uh, it's a, a ceremony for remembrance of lost loved ones and stuff like that. It looks like they're going to mirror that in the game to go along with the Dolman story, which is pretty cool. Very cool. And uh, they, they're also expanding on the weddings, uh, wedding ceremonies, uh, giving people more gifts as well as adding anniversary ceremonies because they figured, huh, I guess a lot of people aren't really divorcing and getting new weddings. So let's find another way to get their money, which is, of course, <laughs> yeah, anniversary ceremonies. Yeah, um, oh, nice. Yeah. But it's it's cool. It's uh, they're they're adding looks like uh, more gifts for your guests actually, and as well as uh, more more of the uh, kind of one of the more sought after items when you're doing the wedding ceremony is these uh, like angel wing um, uh, what they call them prisms. It's like a little emote that does a thing, and they're adding a, a new type of wings on there as well. So I'm sure that's going to drive some sales, but uh, it looks really cool. Um, there are also new wings in the bonus zone for the treasure maps. Um, so there's a whole section in the in the the patch notes. You just want to read through that. It will take way too long to go through. Um, also, there are new dungeons for your grand company team to go through. Uh, your grand company team is the NPC dungeon team that you can actually um, bring up from scratch, and like it's you're basically making your own dungeon runners to go with you. So it's kind of cool. Nice. Uh, there's also a new Grand Company rank, which I believe is Captain. So that means um, it'll bump your max uh, Grand Company seals uh, allowance, and it'll also give you new stuff to buy. So, you know, new stuff to buy is always cool. Also, tons, sorry, also tons of new housing items, including mannequins, which everyone's Woo! been waiting for. Uh, mannequins will let you display all that neat, those neat uh, gear sets you've been collecting over the years. Um, so you can actually have versions of yourself with all the fun uh, stuff you've been gathering at all, at all the uh, dungeons and you know raids, of course. And of course, uh, there are you know some new games in the Gold Saucer. Uh, they tend to add those from time to time. Um, and uh, on to some of the class stuff, the most notable being that bards can now play the bongos. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> very, very important. Bards have so many fun instruments now that it's, it's kind of cool to walk through one of the towns and there's, you'll see some people in their bards and you'll just hear music because they, they, they are now doing full music. I don't want to say Lotor has something similar to this, mm-hmm. um, but it's, Practically every um, every uh, instrument you can think of now, which now includes bongos. Uh, they added some new emotes, uh, including one that comes with the phone app, because, by the way, they have a phone app. Um, the phone app lets you do uh, auctions, play with your inventory, and other fun stuff like that. So it's kind of cool. They kind of essentially, you know that, that, that um, the Armory app that WoW just stopped, I think, Final Fantasy said, hey, that looks interesting. We'll pick that up and we'll move with it. So they essentially did that. Um, there is one new dungeon, one new hard mode dungeon. And believe me, there is so much more. It's, I, I was paging through it for interesting tidbits and got about third way down and said, wow, this is going to take forever. There is just so much content in this patch that, you know, if, if you haven't been around for a while, you might want to dive in. You know, if you feel like you've gotten to a good spot and wow, and can take a break, go ahead and dive in and have some fun. Very cool. All right. And also, there's if you like doing this, uh, Guild Wars 2, the Mist, the Mist Wars rolling along at the end of this month. Is that September or is that October? 
I should check that out. In any case, with enhanced bonuses for controlling the runes of power in the Borderlands, take advantage of the high stake of high stakes, earn great rewards in um, WVW for a week. That is going week long bonus world versus world, uh, September twenty eighth to October fifth. Oh, great! That's going on right now. Yep. Exactly. Yes. All right. Well, that was all of our gaming community dues. So with that, let's go ahead and chat about what we've been doing in and out of game. So now we right. discuss stuff here. Yes. <laughs> and I, I put you, you first on that list, so you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mia, what have you been doing in and out of game? There we go. I've dealt hey. with that then. <laughs> so um, as you can, s- those that are watching the video can see, uh, I don't have my camera up because I haven't found it yet. Um, I moved. <laughs> so that's been the the bulk of what I've been focusing on for the last two weeks is uh, first packing and then moving and then unpacking things. And clearly I haven't unpacked enough because I haven't found everything. So, uh, yeah, that, that'll be my life for a while. Uh, hopefully by the time the next podcast rolls around, I'll have everything set up and you can see the new digs. But uh, I do have a new den area and we'll get it all set up. Right now, the den looks like Blizzard blew up in here. <laughs> Quite literally, it's just everywhere. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, but uh, other than that, taking up most of my life and making me wake up way earlier than I'm used to. Um, lots and lots of Warcraft, of course. It's uh, the 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 elephant in the room. The 800 pound gorilla has been wow. Um, everyone has been very distracted by what's going on. Whether you're happy with it, whether you're angry with it, it's. Uh, it's definitely gotten everyone's attention right now um, to the point where it's it's interesting. We, uh, the stuff that ESO was doing was kind of interesting. That was their attempt to say, hey, 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 guys, <laughs> we're still here. Uh, um, um, we we want to play, too. Uh, and so they had that that whole event that you ha- like gave you something that you just couldn't ignore. It was like, oh, hey, you like pets? Here's a pet. Oh, you like mounts? Here's a mount. Oh, you like houses? Here's a house. <laughs> wow. But you have to come play. <laughs> like, like, not just you. Everyone has to come play. Like this was a joint effort. Everyone had everyone had to have Somerset, the the latest expansion for ESO, and then also do stuff in Somerset, get the Pathfinder achievement. And every time someone got the Pathfinder achievement, it ha- it counted towards the overall goal to get everyone all this stuff. So it was an interesting thing to watch um, as the bar slowly filled up, and it was and it was kind of funny because at first everyone was like, "Hey, what's going on here? The bar is already at twenty percent." Because this is when it started. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, well, yeah, twenty percent of you have already done it. Oh, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, that, that got everyone interested. I mean, obviously, it brought a lot of bodies into Somerset. Um, I, I did my part as well. I didn't have too much to do. I just had a couple of spots that I didn't get to yet. But uh, yeah, that was kind of fun. Um, and then, other than that, uh, I've been spending a lot of time in uh, Destiny Two. Mm-hmm. Um, as we mentioned, I don't know if it was last podcast or the one before. Um, they have a new expand their their year expansion. They have like little DLC expansions throughout the year, but every year they'll have like you know year two, like this one's called year two because it's the second year for Destiny two, and yeah. it's called Forsaken. And so I've been trying to spend some time in there, um, get through the the story quest, you know, see how how things are going right now. Um, you know, it's see what they're doing to keep people engaged, uh, in content, that sort of thing. Um, I'm not is sure. There, 
Hmm? Is the new max level 40? I think it's 50. Yeah, because I'm at 49 right now. Mm-hmm. So I okay, think the new max the, level is 50. Because I remember it was 20 for free, and then, or not free, <laughs> but for the initial, and then if you unlocked everything, I know you could get 30. So did they yep. go from 30 to 50? Yeah. Wow. I yeah. got a lot of work to do. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing is it's weirdly enough. Yeah, there's a lot of levels, but I don't know why there's so many levels because it seems like you go through them so quickly. Yeah, and it, and there's not stuff tied to the levels because you get that independently of what level you're at. So yeah, the only thing that levels do is control the um, eye level or or light level of the gear. You right. Get. Yeah. Exactly. So, well, one of the cool things they did do, however, and I've seen more and more MMOs do this, is that when a when a quest or whatever finishes and it, and it gives you gear, if that quest made you level, it it makes the gear pop up at that level. Right, which was good. Yeah, and um, Warcraft actually did that. Um, I don't know if it was they started doing that in Legion or BFA, but I've noticed that they did that as well because they put the the scalable stuff in. So at some point they fixed it so that if you leveled when that quest was turned in, the new gear would then also be the proper um, level. Yeah, because it doesn't determine the level of the gear until <clears throat> it awards you it for the Correct. completed quest. So, yep. which is nice. Yeah, so the orders is in the proper order. So they did the, the, the same well, the same as for Destiny 2. So I've been running through that. It's it's a, an interesting story. I was kind of annoyed with the story at first because it was the way that they got everyone's attention with the new uh, expansion was, hey, we're killing off your character character. Oh. Yeah, Which like, I heard. I, I heard that, but I haven't been paying attention, so no spoilers. Well, that's the thing is... is they, that's how they start everything. Like, like they made sure that you can't get around. I mean, unless you're just pretending destiny doesn't exist, they wanted you to know this is happening. That's how they started it. Right. Like, like this is how it all ends. And then <laughs> thing happens. So yeah. you spend the, at least the beginning of the story so far, um, essentially getting vengeance for this character. Okay. So that's that's been the focus of the game so far. Um, it's interesting. It's a different take. Uh, they said that they were wanting to take things darker. Um, they 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 think that um, one of the problems with Destiny Two was that it was just a little too shiny, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So they're saying, okay, How well we're going to give too shiny. <laughs> I don't get uh, that at all. I I don't know. I think it, maybe they were like it, it was too too white knightish. Too... Well, I mean the whole thing is light based. Exactly. Mean... But okay. I mean, if you looked at Destiny One, especially when the Taken King started, it got real grimy there, and okay. people loved that. And like people point at Taken King as when Destiny One got good. So okay. they're essentially trying to follow in those footsteps, saying, "Okay, fine, we'll make it nice and grimy for you. Here yeah. you go, sending you to the um, what is it? The the what do they call it? The Rift." It's essentially like a it's it's a graveyard of sorts that's circling around Saturn, and it's like chunks of planetoid all kind of cobbled together with various things. And it's I don't know how the place has gravity; it, it shouldn't, but it, <laughs> right. it does. I don't. I mean, I, obviously they don't need to have you know air because I think pretty much all the races have helmets. So right, yeah, or they don't breathe. That mm. one of the two, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that's been pretty interesting, and, and I've. I've I like and hate what they've been doing. It's kind of one of those give and take kind of things. It's the the gear upgrade system. You know how um, you can upgrade, like say you have a gun you really like. You can take it with you. When you get a gun like it, you can use its its light level to upgrade that one. Right. They made yeah. they made that harder to do. 
Oh, why? Yeah. Why would because, they do that? Because they want you to play the game more. Essentially, what they did is they. Oh, sorry. It's it's um. Okay. They added um, uh, essentially like crafting material stuff you have to get. Oh, so now you can't just have the weapon. You have to have the weapon plus something else to do. Yes, it. yes. So you know all that, that stuff you've been gathering. Part. Yeah. <laughs> You know, when you're like out in Titan, you're picking up the the you know the stuff, basically like picking the plants, like the yes. plants and minerals and stuff. You need that stuff now. So okay. <clears throat> and it kind as of long as, it's, as long as it's not this rare item drops off this rare enemy, Mm-mm. and you have to farm them for twenty hours to get it. If it's just stuff you're going to run into in the game, I'm okay with that. Yeah, no, it's 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 they're trying to give you more to do, honestly, and and it kind of makes sense, like it. The way it kind of goes is the stuff you're supposed to gather is more or less where you might have gotten that weapon. So right. if you might have gotten that weapon on Mercury, then you probably have to get the Mercury plant or whatever okay. it is. So it's not okay. too bad. And the other big upgrade they made, which is why they put this in, I think, is is that now whenever you collect a gun, period, it's like transmog. You've unlocked it, period. Mm-hmm. You can now go to the collections tab and say, hey, that weapon I got like you know 20 levels ago. I kind of want a better version of it. So for a lower cost than it, I think it was to, to actually upgrade an existing, the existing version of it, you can just spawn that gun. It won't okay. be, it won't be at the best level, right? You know, but it'll be pretty high up there. So if it's okay. just like, you know, say you're in the raid and it's like, you know, if I had this gun right now, it would be really useful. This, yeah. yeah. Make this life a lot easier. Got it. Yes. So and they, they don't want to give it make it like the current level. They want you to have to, to earn it to get it to where it's like the best. Yeah, thing. that makes sense. So Didn't you can they also easily... change the weapon types, like which one went in which slot. Uh yes and no. It's kind of confusing, but what it is is any weapon type can end up in any slot. And so far, yeah. <laughs> There's no Why? rhyme or reason almost. Huh? Yeah. Um, like yesterday, last night, I was playing and, and I got suddenly got a sniper rifle in my first slot. I'm like, what? Why? No, that goes in the second slot. <laughs> uh, it's yeah. Uh, yeah. So if they're making it so that if you really wanted to, you, you could, could chase, wield sniper rifles. <laughs> yes, you can just have three sniper rifles essentially. <laughs> Okay. If you really want to, this do. is yeah. This is my boomstick. This is my longer range, less boomstick. Yeah. This is my. Oh, something got up close while I was using one of them. Let me switch real quick and shoot somebody with a sniper rifle. Okay. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And and I mean, it, you, I don't know if you could even do it with the same sniper rifle or not. I haven't figured. I haven't like dug into it that much because I'm still leveling. You know, I, I don't want to to expend yeah. my resources trying to figure this out yet until I'm at max level. Oh yeah, so. definitely not. So that's it sounds like some interesting changes. Yeah, yeah, it's it's been it's been fun. Um, it's you know it gives you something to do. It gives you something to earn. It, it's you know, and we'll see how the story ends. But uh, yeah, because I got mine to thirty. Now here's a question: If you bought the the what is it season pass? I think that's what it was called. Do you automatically get the new content, or do you have to buy it again? Uh oh you mean, oh yeah you're talking about the year 1 season pass. Oh got it. So now there's a year 2 uh-huh. season pass to get. Okay. Yep. I see how this game is played. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. fine. No no, it, it makes sense. This this is instead of having a a you know monthly subscription, this is how they work. 
Yeah, no, and that makes sense. But now the year two season pass will get you all the content they release in season two, and you don't have to buy it individually. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's pretty much you know same as year one. Mm. But, okay. But yeah, no, it's it's been interesting, and and you know I'll, I'll have to play it a bit more to give it a you know a final verdict. But you know it's I, I don't totally hate it. Um, I'm not like oh this is the best game ever, but. Uh, I will say bows. That's the one big thing they brought into Forsaken. Mm-hmm. If you if you like um, playing with the bow um, that uh, uh, Hanzo has in 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 uh, Overwatch, it plays a lot like that. Where you kind of have to like if you just shoot, it'll it'll shoot a very limp arrow. But if you hold it for a second, it'll do the full power you know ranged arrow. Okay. And they're very satisfying to shoot off. And they have all kinds of extra stuff that the arrows themselves could be like an explosive arrow or, or, or like or a, a fire arrow. arrow or, yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, so it's it's kind of interesting that way. And I only have the one bow so far uh, because it's it's a new thing. They don't want it to be everywhere. But, uh, you know, I want to dig into it and, and see if there's some other more satisfying bows out there. But, but yeah, it's it's been interesting. It's, it's caught my attention for a while, um, you know, at least between raiding. Yeah. Because my my favorite weapon that I still use almost exclusively, and just change the type on it as needed, is the one with the um, I think it's called the black hole. Um, oh, that's not hard light. No, or... this is the this is the one you shoot. It basically, you shoot it into a group of enemies, and then when it hits somebody, it explodes and does an AOE um, replica of itself and takes out a bunch of other other people oh, i it's, think i know which one you're talking about yeah it's 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 better than it acts at least for what i've seen it acts a lot better than grenades like if you hit the enemy that stuck its head out the door it'll mm-hmm. hit that enemy and the three that are hiding behind the pillar <laughs> that were questioning why the one <laughs> stuck its head out the door so it's a really good room clear you're gonna lose your head stop that exactly <laughs> so cool all right so anything else mew that's pretty much been it. I've I've not had time to focus on anything. Like I said, I've been yeah, moving. Moving. So. Um. Also, you. I'm afraid that you missed some fun behind you directly as your wife just sent me a picture of your child in the box where all the balls that are now scattered around the floor came in, and he's now in the box like he's a cat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's been having all kinds of fun. He now has his own upstairs play area nice. on top of his room. So oh, gotcha. he's just been kind of spreading out and just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And the, since you've been talking, he's been a cat and he's been Batman. Yeah. 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 Always been Batman. yeah always. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I think he was a bunny before that. And yep. Yep. I saw, I saw the bunny pictures and yeah, was, bunny picture was, in the crinoline, you know? Yeah. And the, I think he was, a he's been a puppy off and on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, there's, that's, you know, I'm glad that I'm glad he's having a lot of fun with the new stuff. Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely been it, it's been interesting getting to it, to getting everything unpacked frantically, so that we can keep him busy while we're trying to get to everything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. That's the joy of that age, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, McCullough, what have you been up to? Rolling dice mostly. Um, so Thursday, our game with the tadpole folks, we got into a battle. But it was a, we're basically doing a dungeon crawl, but it's in like a fire giant lair, which is a lot of fun because they happen to have slaves. 
And both um, SJ and I's characters really have a lot of issues with slavery and have like part of our motivation is helping to free slaves. So we're like, yeah, we're going in. We don't care if it's not really what we're doing right now. That's where we're going. <laughs> uh, so it's been a lot of fun. There's been a lot of retreating in this part of the in part of the campaign. Giants coming. Let's turn around. Um, yeah. But uh, Thursday night, towards the end of the night, we started a battle with five of us versus like eight drow male drove that kept summoning things. So that was fun. We actually stopped mid battle and the game was running long. So good time though, except we, I'm out almost out of spells and you know, good time. Good times. Good times. Thankfully I am not the healer. That's good. Uh, yeah, you know how I feel about healing. I do it under protest, but I do it way more often than I intend to. <laughs> I know. What's up with that? But where I am the healer is our Friday night D&D game. Primary healer. I have a co-healer. Uh, so that was great. We actually, we missed out. La- the last, actually, we haven't played in like a month and a half. Uh, so we got to play this week. Um, last game, it ended with the moon turning into Cthulhu and saying, hey, do you think I forgot about you? My character freaking out. <laughs> And you yeah, there, she's like, "What are you?" It's like, "Oh, you can't, you know me, daughter." I'm like, "You're not my dad." <laughs> so, <you> know, <laughs> um, was basically informed that I have been marked, but I also um, by I've been marked, but I've also marked one of my party members. Oh, so, as a player, nice. I know exactly what this is. Is because her prior, um, best Life. friend slash bodyguard now follows Azathoth. Mm-hmm. So kind of, you know, continuing on the Lovecraftian gods. Uh, but my, of course, my character doesn't know this. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are also exploring an underground um, lair. We learned about the battle between the shadow dragon Arthraxis and the dwarven um, hero Alistair Bronzebeard. That happened many, many years ago. Uh, learned about the shadow fell. And we found one of Athraxis's, um shadow dragon scales. It really wanted to be found. It had been buried. Um, it wanted to be found. We tried to um, really were planning on taking it with us because it was it absorbed magic. It was great. It'd be amazing shield. Except for the fact that we realized that if we would have taken it with us, it would have opened help open a portal between the Forgotten Realms and the Shadowfell. I'm gonna take a drink of water. <laughs> <coughs> are, you, are you okay? Too much talking at once. Sorry about that. Of, it was the start of a drinking problem, right? <laughs> um. So, and luckily, a um, sentinel at or the we found the statue of the dwarf, the dwarven hero, still holding his axe that had been blessed by Bahamut. That was illuminated. That sh- shined on the. Shield, so we basically had to, or the scale, we had to leave it there where it could be neutralized constantly because it's in the light, then it's fine. So that was a lot of fun. It was a um, really good night. Uh, even though we're second level, we got to play with a lot of our abilities. The fact that my character had cast light was really great because we were fighting kobolds who could disadvantage our dragonborn had dragon like abilities. It was, it was a good time. 
Cool. Uh, what else is going on gaming wise? I am actually getting ready next month to go out to visit uh, my friends. I do that are doing our weekend stuff with, and we are doing a. It was told to us to prepare a character, uh, old west style character, but it's D and D based, so still the D and D races, general classes. Oh, by the way, it's 1865 post-Civil War, and you have you there is weaponry, more modern weaponry. Oh, and plan this for Ravenloft. Oh, that's not good. Oh, it's gonna be a good time. Um, so <laughs> right now, um, so it's really cool because like um the slave races are the freed slaves are orcs and drow, um wood elves are Native American. I'm not sure which side this um what race specifically were involved in the Civil War. Uh, so I decided on playing a wood elf. And we originally were told to go do you know, level five. And then we got messages. I'm assuming everyone else got the same message of by, or you can do four levels in your primary class and, and two levels as a second class. So multi-class. Oh, nice. So, yeah, so I'm going to do a rogue, uh, but her subclass is scout. So she's almost like a ranger. Okay. Um, few levels of bard because she is essentially Annie Oakley. Mm. You know, Ooh. she's a a trick. You know, she does trick shots, things like that. Um, and sings but, while doing it. I'm sorry, and sings while doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's so it's gonna be a good time. We have another. We know we have another. Um, oh, we can't tell each other our classes, mm. but we can tell each other our general archetypes. So we have another gnome, or we have another gunslinger. He's a gnome. We have a human. Won't say what he. Well, I know what he is. A human uh, drug addict who just wants to um, play his music and be left alone. He's a, a noble, a noble. And then we have a, um, a mercenary. So. That's what we're planning on there, and in the and the, more fun stuff. And there's a, a lot of machinations going on. Uh, our mage game, we're gonna start up. We're gonna continue this weekend, the upcoming weekend. But something really, really fun happened off screen. I don't even know if I told you this one, Cam, or how much I told you this. So I have a buddy. His name is Mills. Cam's buddy as well. We're walking to coffee. I'm telling him what's going on with the mage stuff. Some of the conflicts between characters. And he happens to know the storyteller. We're mu- we're all mutual friends. Years ago, we were going to do a game together that fell through. So Mel's like, hey, tell Matt if he ever needs another player, I'm game. I'm like, oh, oh no. Another player. <laughs> oh, 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 no, it gets better. So I'm like, all right. And so I, we get back to the office and I message him like, hey, if you need another player, Matt's, you know, Matt Mills's game. So, okay, well, let me talk. I, you know, I'd love to game with him. I do OM. Let's see what we can do. So he talks to our, our other friend that, that runs a game in the same world. And she kind of talks him down with the idea of like, you know what? I'm, I can't have another player in the other game. And, you know, at the same time, you know, Mills and I are talking. And I'm like, and if you know what? If you can't play, I bet you'd be a great foil. So right. next day, Matt messages. He's like, you know, it's not going to work as, as a character. We have our dynamic. I don't want to ruin that. We kind of think about that. 
you know, and, and six players in this type of game is really challenging. Yeah. But, and here's a big but. <laughs> because in the last session, we met a vampire. So it's like, how about I let Mills play the vampire prince of this city as an NPC? Oh, no. Oh, yes. Oh, no. Okay. Um, so he won't be playing. He'll, sometimes he'll be playing on occasion. But also, though, he's going to be in the background controlling certain aspects you guys have no knowledge of. <laughs> if anybody knows about Vampire and Mage both, Mills chose Tremere, which is the vampire clan that is magically based. Uh-huh. They came of from the Order of Hermes. Oh, it's, it's great. The Order of Hermes, which is basically your classic mage, like your Merlin is Order of Hermes. Right. Um, <laughs> I guess, guys, I said that a big butt. <laughs> one of our players or one of our characters, um, who is the one that like he's on his own, he has his own plans, all of that is Order of Hermes, so it's gonna mess with him. <laughs> One of the other players or characters is a vampire hunter. Mm. Oh, jeez! <laughs> they're, all, they're all so screwed. Oh my god, they have no idea how screwed they are. Yeah. They have no. So I'm sitting there, like, like, dude, dude, please don't, don't go. Try to go after this guy. You don't understand. And of course, the vampire hunter is the character that my character is close to. Mm-hmm. Like for God's sake, and then I'm doing it on both ends. I'm like, Mills, do not kill the priest. Don't kill the priest. <laughs> Just don't kill him. My character's been, you know, like even besides the you know the fact that is another player. My character's been traumatized enough. She doesn't need her friend to die. And the other end, I'm like, Al, please do not go after this vampire. He will devour you. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to stand between the two of you. <laughs> and beg for your life and then offer this damn vampire anything he wants to not kill you. So, <laughs> let's just not have this happen. Let's not have that scenario play out it's, again. You know, <laughs> this is where my mage becomes a vampire, unfortunately. Yeah, how yeah. This, this, this scenario plays out. Uh, so it's been a lot of fun uh, with that going on. Our Monday game is hopefully starting up again in a few weeks. I'm very excited about that because I know you want to roll some dice, Ted. I do. I have a pre. I have a. I have a healer. I have a cleric. I have a dwarven cleric, and he needs to uh, stretch his legs again. He does. So that you'll like this. We were. Um, and I'll get let you get your stuff. We were joking. Uh, our DM of that game and I were joking the other day, and because we both love the show, The Good Place, mm-hmm. and I I took on the personas of my my rogue talking to. Uh, our warlock and our sorcerer. I'm your hottest friend. No, no, you know Percy. I'm your nicest friend. No, no, you know Book. I'm your friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, classic good place. Uh, yeah, oh yeah. So I, I thought you would like that though. The uh, I'm your nicest. No, you know Book. No. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. Yes. That's what's going on with me rolling dice. Awesome. What's going on with you, Ted? 
Much like Mew, a lot of WoW. Um, I have got exalted with all the Horde reputations. Wow. Uh, I still need two more on the Alliance side to get to Revered. But honestly, if you're doing the Emissary quests every day and you're doing the mission table for any reputation things and just completely ignoring the gold and Azerite missions, um, the the those reputation missions help a lot as do contracts. So yeah. Um, yeah. I've been doing, just doing those. On yours? Yeah. Just, just doing, just doing the, the emissary stuff and the tables I've been get I've gotten revered on all the stuff. So yeah. I haven't done the contracts. So that's probably the, the big difference is contracts. And like, I don't chase a world quest unless it's for an emissary or it's for something that, that will be useful to me, whether it be, the uh, whatever the resources is called, and uh, yeah, the you know, war resources. Yeah, and and if it's like a really good Azerite um, amount, like I'm not going to go after like 50 Azerite or something like that. Right, so, something small like that. You know, that's what the island expeditions are for. Yeah. Um, do you have? Um, I'm using Angry World Quest, uh, and I think I picked up another add-on that basically will put a percentage after the amount of Azerite, and it'll tell you this is how much that Azerite will actually bump up your, you know, because if it just says like 450 Azerite, you're like, is that a lot? Is that a little? Is it worth it? But it'll mm-hmm. put like 450 Azerite. That's currently like 2.5% of mm-hmm. your current level. <clears throat> oh, okay. That's worth it. You know, let me go out yeah. and do that. So, no, no, I don't think I have anything like that. I think I just have okay. the the usual world quest add-ons and some other stuff like that. Okay. I'll send that. I'll, I'll link that in. I did add, um, handy notes, which has been useful for, uh, uh, the, the rares in Arathi highlands. Yes. Very, very useful. That way, you know, if you've done that already, that way you don't go chasing after rares that you've already done. Exactly. Or find the one that you missed because it's in a cave behind a mountain in it, you know, down, yeah. down into the left and around. Yeah. Yeah. It requires this spawn or that spawn and this thing over here. And did you pull that lever and oh, dance over here? Did you do this emote? Yeah. That sort of thing. I did use uh handy notes to get all of the, what was it? It wasn't the exploration. Cause I had all the six zone explorations. I think it was the, um, the treasures. Now there's another achievement as well that I'm working on, which is to get all the gray items that you can get in all the zones. And that one's like scavenger or something like that. So I'm still working yeah. on that as well. Yeah. I, we, I, there was a, a concerted effort to go after those when I was first going through Zandalar stuff. Um, I yeah. think we missed a couple. Um, I was dragging or being dragged around by Eludra because uh, we usually do that stuff as, right. a, as a, a, a leveling pair. And we, we we first came across one of those like huh what's this uh, it's just flavor I guess but oh right. wait, no it's part of this achievement <laughs> yeah so yeah I think whatever handy notes I installed actually popped those up so now I see like a it looks like a treasure chest with a little with um, spikes on it yeah exactly yeah that's yeah. yeah and that's that's the next thing I need to go back and to work on um, but you know it's it's there's so much to do in there. Cause I, I just got the exalted reputation. I was like, okay, I can, Oh wait, now I've got all this other stuff to do. So it's, yeah. it's like, I, um, I'm really glad. Honestly, I know people are missing the, um, 
the 10,000 K rep after the exalted to get the, um, the, the bag of rewards. But I'm like, I'm so glad they didn't do that because now I can focus on other aspects of the game without continually focusing on, on the rep. Yeah. So. They, they kind of talked about how they wanted to give you lots of content, but also to, to allow you to know that you don't need to do this thing anymore. Exactly. Yeah. It's kind of like Island Expeditions. When you filled up the bar for the week, you're done. If yeah, you're not you're, interested in that, sorry, you're done. You're done. Yeah. So, just, just unless you're grinding for, for pets and, and other weird little things in there, just you're done. Don't, don't, don't keep grinding. You're just going to drive yourself crazy. And there's still exactly. people that are driving themselves crazy, but you know, they're, they're, yeah. And there's, there's no reason to. No. Um, I will say this leveling an alt right now and the reduced amount of Azerite needed is really nice because. I think my alt who's 114 already has the Azerite necklace at 10. And yeah. I'm fairly certain I didn't hit 10 to like 118 or 119 when, yeah. you know, when the first time you went through. So Yeah, I they kind of did that, that. smartly. They, 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 yeah. They, yeah, they figured out last time that, you know, having to get a trillion Azerite power or, or artifact power wasn't all that fun. <laughs> no, exactly. Just so. give the same rewards every time. Mm-hmm. It just has a bigger impact yep yep so now level one takes you know 50 (laughs) or something like that you know it's a little a little easier exactly and our raid team furt uh we got the first three bosses in old war down on normal mode we walked in and we actually one shot the first two bosses and um two shot the next boss we tried and then went to i think we went to vectus after that just to try and see how that went and that went horribly wrong because yeah. we hadn't seen it before. So um, yeah, now that we've the, seen it, go ahead. He's that he's the red sphincter wall that everyone. <laughs> yes. up he, he you know, really, guys, guys, show not or show title. Put that in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> very possibly. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just a very prominent feature that, that no one can, can not mm-hmm. comment on how much it looks like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so we, we've got that. So we're going to start progression tonight. We did wing two of LFR on Wednesday. And uh, the trash on what is the sixth boss, the center boss of that area, is not only ridiculous, it seems to attract um, people that don't play well with others that decide, oh, you're not pulling trash fast enough. I'm just going to gather all of it up multiple oh. times and wipe out the raid. So there were many vote to kicks of people that were like, let the tanks pull. We've got this under control. You're not pulling fast enough. I'll go get some more. Okay. Vote to kick. Bye. And uh, yeah, when we pulled the last trash pack and actually hit the boss, then it was no problem. So yeah, it was just uh, people have patience. Let the tanks do the directing in LFR and don't pull other stuff that doesn't need to be. So, yeah, that, we, that we got whole fight is, is such a pain to deal with the trash that, like, even when you're purposely, you've got people all on comms that are behaving themselves, there are aspects that will send, that, that are fear. Like, it will send people fearing off right. in random directions, and it's like, oh, well, here comes the next pack. Oh, well. Yeah. Or the stray hunter barrage sends an arrow mm-hmm. where it didn't belong. Those pesky Moonkin. <laughs> yep, exactly. Moonkin with larger AOE than they thought they had. Yeah. Uh-huh. That happens yeah. in Waycrest a lot, Waycrest Manor. Um, oh, we pulled the basement on the second floor. How did that happen? <laughs> yeah. 
No, yeah. I'm not kidding. No, no, yeah, no. I've I've seen it happen, and yeah, the, uh, just you're like, wait a minute, why am I still in combat? You're like a minute later, why am I still in? Co- oh, oh God, God where did these all come from? Yeah, yeah. yeah they took me back to, uh, no, it took me back to EverQuest days and pulling Castle Mistmore. Um, you basically the the geometry and everything was so bad. It's like, no, you need to stand right here, not a pixel further. Stand right here. Right, right. We're going to go in, and this person's going to very carefully inch up, inch up, and get the mob's attention and run back to you. Okay. Now, no AOE. Sp- oh, God. Here comes the whole castle. Oh, yeah. It was, uh, yeah, that, it was, it was bad. That reminds me of the Final Fantasy XI Goblin Train. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. So, um, so that was, that was fun to do to actually get in, do some normal mode rating, and, and do that again with the team. Um, and we're going to continue that tonight and see if we can farm up some more gear and get everyone, get everyone some more gear. Cause we're a little bit under geared, but thankfully, you know, like three or four of the first six bosses are under tuned knowing yeah. that it's the first raid. So yeah, we'll get it down. Um, and I finally completed the Jaina storyline on the Alliance side, including the siege of Baralith, siege of Baralith mythic. And I think that's a new record for a dungeon boss. I had 15 wipes on the final boss. Wow, that's wow. pretty impressive. I haven't seen that one yet because I have I am have not had the time to get as far, unfortunately, okay. on the side. Yeah, I won't I won't spoil it, but ba- but essentially it's it's a coordination where there's one mob the DPS have to hit, and then there's two or three mobs that the tank has to at least keep engaged, and if not, they do an AOE damage that nukes the rest of the raid and it's fine if the the you know because it's siege of Baralis, so you know it's water-based there are tentacles and if they're you know like two of these tentacles the tank have to worry about are next to each other everyone's happy it's when there's two in front of the tank and then the third one spawns next to the dps one it just all goes south but the three dps and i in fact, I'll tell you the positive outcome of this was um, we three queued as DPS for it. We got a wonderful priest healer who was for the f- part of that fight was fighting their add-ons because there's a huge dispelling piece that they need to do in that fight um, and went through two tanks. One after like three or four wipes um, just couldn't handle it and did the, Oh, I'm offline disconnected and went away. So we pulled in another tank and that one lasted through um through the rest of it and it was just like there's three different areas you have to clear to fire the cannons to kill the final boss and it was like okay we got one down really well now we're dying on two okay we got one down we got two down now we're dying miserably on three okay we got one down we got two down made it all the way to three four percent oh wipe okay and and then finally got it down so um but that final cinematic to close out the Jaina story in that chapter is fairly awesome. In fact, I'd say it's on the same level of awesome as the Zandalari um, when you rescue the the princess from Stormwind and escape. Um, <laughs> what happens in there? It's kind of similar um, that level of awesome for the Alliance. So that mm-hmm. was cool. Yeah, and, they needed their own moment. Yeah, the the only thing I'm bummed about is uh, apparently there's a mythic called King's Rest on the Horde side 
But as far as I can tell, there is no breadcrumb. There is no quest. There is nothing that tells you, hey, go do this mythic like there was with the Jaina storyline. Uh, there kind of is. If you, A lot of people didn't realize that there's a quest line that um, deals with uh, oh, Zuljan, Buljan. Oh, no, I did all that. But again, you can yeah. do that on normal what you can walk into the area where the instance is because you don't actually have to go in that instance to complete that line yeah but that's all it is it's like oh you're in the area but if you're just worried about completing the quest no one goes oh what's this raid entrance here you know yeah well and then you you do there's the little bit that takes you back to one of the other dungeons and then you have a conversation with bomb swamdi yeah but there's and, no there's no like breadcrumb where you've got a quest to go into that dungeon and it's like okay I know I have to complete this to get this story it's just like oh this mythic exists yeah okay. thanks um so I'm a little bummed about that but hopefully we'll get that done this week and the one thing I said on the alliance side dear Blizzard can you add a fairy master whistle you've got all these wonderful fairies no one uses them after they're done yeah. leveling because of the flight whistle. If you had a fairy master whistle that was separate from the flight whistle that you could whistle and a little boat would come up on the water and you could hop in and it would take you to this ferry station. I would be using that so much more, but because I can get from flight path to flight path without dealing with the fairy masters. Nope. Yeah. Well, that's well, did you know that, that actually the horde has a ferry system too? No. It's exactly. It's not very well advertised, but there actually is a ferry system on the horde side. It's um, there's there's it starts at the docks. It's um, it's the guy that if you were doing any of the quests, any any of the mining quests, there's mm-hmm. a dude you have to talk to to have your ore blessed. Right. Yeah. The guy. Okay. The guy down in the little yeah. U shape of the water. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. That's actually a ferry. Oh, yeah, see, that's yeah, not they, well advertised. Well, it's there's not even an icon for it, but there's right, actually that's a what I mean. System. It's not even on the map. At least on the alliance, you can see where all the boats yeah. are. Yeah, well, as pe- people so. like to, to to poke fun, saying, "Oh, well, the alliance needs that kind of guidance." The horde will just figure <laughs> it out on their own. <laughs> no, I mean, it's sorry, Blizzard, but if you don't put it in people's faces, <laughs> they're not going to use it. Yeah. So. Yeah, once I found it, I did start using it. But yeah, you're right. As soon as I had access to the flight whistle, it's like, why bother? Yeah. Exactly. But the only other time that I've found it useful is if you're an engineer, you can actually create a, an instant boat. So oh, really? yeah, if you're in the water, you hit, you hit this instant boat and it's a fast moving boat that doesn't stop. And you can just kind of, you know, plow through the water and it'll take you, you know, I guess to the nearest, you can aim it. You, you're, you're, you're piloting where it goes. You right. Tell it, but it's just goes yeah. until you stop. Yeah. Well, it, and, until it runs out. Yeah, it's kind of like there's a horde outpost on Kulturas where they basically timed a t- uh, Etten and you fly in and this is um, in Stormsong Valley. You basically fly in. There's an Etten there. You hop in him as a vehicle and he'll run you where, you know, he'll just keep running until you hit eject and then he throws you forward from wherever mm-hmm. you are. Yeah. So it's really useful for getting through like a horde infested or a alliance infested area or stuff like that. Cause he doesn't get stunned or anything. He just keeps running. And then you're like, okay, I'm close. Throw me. And he just throws you at the, at the, you know, typically I use him to run over to the turtles mm-hmm. and he just throws you in the turtle. And if anything got aggroed, you just right click on the turtle and say, yeah, I'm ready. Go. Okay. Yeah. Sorry about that mob train. <laughs> yeah. There's something uh, similar for the alliance. I think uh, that they actually get a crog on, um, on yes. Zoldzar. Yep. So I have I thought- a, 
Yeah, I haven't unlocked. I I haven't got uh, champions too revered yet to get those. Um, yeah. Or no, I did. Yeah, you, I you, you had to, to do the Jaina. Yeah, you might not have gotten it because you have to go over and, and you have to buy the item from the the emissary I mean, person. I need to check that. Yeah, and see if I have enough. If I've done the outpost yeah. upgrades, yeah. Yeah, well, you have to buy the outpost and you have to upgrade the outpost. It's not very yep. clear. It just kind of happens. Yeah. And then the last thing I have been doing is on mobile, on my phone. Uh, we've been doing a lot of Pokemon Go lately. Um, I have managed to get all the regional exclusives except for Lapras to hatch from the 7k eggs in fact i've gotten doubles of some of them so i've traded those to my daughter who actually started getting some of her own so she's trading them to her friends so um yeah the the 7k eggs are definitely if you're playing pokemon go still the 7k eggs hatching those are the way to get the regional exclusives um no one's given me any i have some to give to you now oh good yeah. What about my Kiros? Yeah, what about your Kiros? Um, and then the Alolan forms as well. So um, so we've got that. And then I've started playing a new game just mainly for the the, the music alone is awesome. Uh, but it's called Dragalia Lost. And it's a game by Nintendo, a mobile game by Nintendo done by a Japanese company um, who's really good at mobile games. I mean, this could be on a console and you wouldn't even think about how good it is, how polished it is. Um, but it's a combination of Final Fantasy tactics and like Warcraft 3 um, RTS strategy type stuff. Mm. Um, it, it's very it's very Final Fantasy and Blizzard Mobile you know, on the phone, that level of polish. Mm -hmm. So it's really fun and it's got some awesome music on it. So if you get a chance, look at it. It's called Dragalia Lost by Nintendo. It just came out. Interesting. So, yeah, speaking yeah. Of, of Pokemon Go, one of the upgrades we got moving to this new house, we can catch Pokemon here. <sighs> oh, nice. Cool. We can was... catch them here, but we did, we're nowhere near a Pokestop. Well, we were not far from some Pokestops um, at the old house because there was a, a pretty large park that actually had two in it. But mm -hmm. for whatever reason, the entire neighborhood was just barren of Pokemon. Interesting. Oh, how weird. Like, I, I would leave it open for hours and nothing would show up. And anytime I open it here, I, I'm just constantly getting, you know, all kinds of fun stuff. Like, I just caught a Whisper. So Nice. So Very we can cool. play here now. Yay! Yay! All right, but that's it for me. Uh, that's it for my my week, McCullough. Awesome. Um, so before we close up stuff, I actually have some shout outs, um, and they're personal. That's kind of fun. Uh, first little shout out to um, our an old skill guild guilding named Bovi, um, who's a, who's a good friend, um, who's one of the Phoenix area uh, guildies, and his lovely fiance. They are getting married next Sunday. Mm -hmm. They are. Which reminds me, you need to take that to the cleaners. Um, and yep. also a very happy belated birthday to um, Rabbit slash Undata slash Ara, whatever you want to call her. Um, she celebrated her 40th birthday this week um, at Disneyland. So Fancy. That's why she was there. <laughs> it was, yes. And, and there's um, a special shout out coming up next show uh, due to a lovely letter that absolutely brought tears to my eyes. So. Yep, it was definitely one of those letters I had to read a couple times. Like, wow. 
Yeah. yeah. And I, 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 you know, and I, I know that individual casually. Um, so, and I had, I had, I was aware of like part of what was going on, but yeah, that was, Ooh, that was a lot. Yep. All right. Well, with the end of these shoutouts, uh, this brings things to a close. So that's it for our show for tonight. While the chat room begins suggesting show titles, we want to thank the chat room for joining us. And also to take like ourselves for talking room. to ourselves. Yay! If you have questions or comments about the show, please email us at podcast at AIE-guild.org. You can follow us on Twitter. The show is at AIE Podcast. Mew is at The Mew Cow. I am at Cyberwaif. And Tet is at Irish Hager. We're recorded live with video every other Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. You can join the chat room and play along with us on our webs- on our website, AIE-guild.org slash podcast dash live dash stream and our discord server uh, for chat is bitly at slash aia podcast discord our theme of course is composed by the amazing andrew allen follow him at keys with soul or visit his website keyswithsoul.com all right and now it is time to play all of the great aia member segments we received this week including ask buxley and the overly dramatic news Next time, we will be talking to Cyrene in WoW. So until then, AIE. This is Muka. This is Makala. And this is Tetsemi. And this has been the AIE Podcast. Do not fold Spindle or Buxley. Buxley here to answer your World of Warcraft questions in this edition of Ask Buxley. This question is about transmogrification. Evandros writes, Dear Buxley, how does transmogrification work? Transmogrification, or transmog for short, or mog for shorter, or mm for shortest, is one of my favorite things to do in Azeroth. It is also one of the best moneymakers for ethereals, just behind mailbox dancing. For those of you that don't know, a transmog vendor will change the appearance of just about anything you're wearing. It just has to be the same type of item. I mean, you can't just ask to have a hat that looks like your boots. I mean, that would be silly. Would you really want to have your smelly boots on your head? That's why your feet are so far away from your nose in the first place. So what happens is you pick out what you'd like each of your items to look like, and then the transmog vendor will make it look just like what you picked. The best thing about transmogging items is you don't have to have the item with you. You just have to have owned it before. This saves a lot of bank space so you can save those items you really want to keep, like that Brewfest schnitzel that you got a few years ago. Mm-mm. Anyway, the ethereal reaches into your mind to grab your memory of what something looks like, and voila, it changes to that item. That's the reason they call it a mog in the first place, because the initials MOG stands for Memories of Gear, which is exactly what they're using. Oh, and if you see somebody running around in armor that looks like a bunch of crepe paper and stickers, be nice to them. They don't have very good memories. Thanks for your question! If you'd like to know what I'm up to every day, follow Ask Buxley on Twitter. If you'd like to catch up on the segments you might have missed, look for Ask Buxley on iTunes. Time is money, friend! For hunters, detonation difficulties drive DPS drop-off. It's the Overly Dramatic News. I'm Hunts the Wind. For marksman hunters, one of their prime tools during Legion against packs of mobs was Explosive Shot, a massive rocket that if detonated properly could bring down several targets simultaneously. 
More than once I thanked Illyria Windrunner personally for having the wisdom to equip her bow Thazdra with a grenade launcher. It was a sad day when I had to sacrifice the bow to heal Azeroth, but I thought the massive troll gun I found while battling for Stromgard would be a worthy replacement. However, something is off about the weapon. When I launch an explosive shot, often instead of detonating, it disappears into a rise or drop-off in the terrain totally wasted. When mobs look at you in pity, you know you have a problem. I was doing world quests in Western Voldoon yesterday when the reason for my gun's performance problem revealed itself. I saw a bird speed by me, chased by a Vulpera with a rocket strapped to its back. A rocket that looks suspiciously like my explosive shot rocket. On a hunch, I examined my weapon carefully, and there it was, a label that said, Manufactured by the Ataldazar Corporation of Munitions and Explosives. I immediately hearthed and changed spec to Beast Mastery, because as an engineer, I knew explosive shot would never work right on a gun manufactured by... Acme. Broadcasting across all Azeroth, I'm Hunts the Wind. Check out the archives at OverlyDramaticNews.com, or follow me on Twitter at Hunts the Wind. Part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. <laughs>